0: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential.
1: Hi, Dr. Philippe Bouchoud. welcome to Savvy Broadcasting and Life Unscripted. I am so grateful to have you here today talking about your wonderful new book, Align the Dots, the new paradigm to grow your business. There's a great fallacy for business owners um, on how to grow business, how to grow your business the best way. And sometimes business owners don't get it quite right. As we know, most business owners within five years are already out of business. And we'd like to help business owners not do that. Because if you're not growing, you're probably going the opposite direction. And we don't want that. But you have a vast background in Silicon Valley, working for some huge companies. But I'd like for you to share just a teeny bit about your backstory so people know where you came from.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm from France. I've been in Silicon Valley for 33 years now. I, st- I actually studied a software company when I moved here uh, in January of 1990. Um, and so I'm really an entrepreneur at heart. Um, I you know work for large companies like Hachette, one of the largest publishing companies in the world. And then I worked at Apple where I actually studied and, and uh, run the e-commerce business from zero to $350 million. Uh, it's about $50 billion today. Um, and then I went into the dark side. I became a venture capitalist. I worked with a seed and early stage firm, uh, making investments, sitting on boards, helping those companies grow. Um, and then I've been in management consulting for maybe the past 15, 15 years or so, helping companies grow faster.
1: Yeah. Well, what brought you to management consulting in particular?
2: Well, it's an interesting question. I, I, you know, I didn't want to be a CEO anymore. It's just a lot of work, and you live in this very deep groove uh, where you don't see the light, and and that's fine. And I enjoyed it, but it's like this is not the way I want to spend the rest of my life. Um, and then as a VC and and a board member, you have a very. Um, a, a kind of far relationship with the management team and the CEO. I mean, you can help and you you try to help as much as you can, yeah. but I, yeah, you're flying at a pretty high altitude and I wanted something in between. And I found yeah. out that management consulting is really perfect for me because I'm not the CEO and I'm not a, a board member. It's much more active and we're, we're closer to the business. We're very objective. We can truly help a business and, and give an opinion. Everything we do is, is fact and data-based. So it's not, you know, I think you should do that. And, and it's like, here is, let me show you a picture of what's happening with your customers and your distribution channel, whatever it is. And, and I you know, I like to say, let me show you an x-ray and you see that little line on your bone that's called a fracture. That's what you have. And here is what you're <laughs> going to do about it. So yeah. it, it's a very good and comfortable place for me to be, uh, you know, in my in my business life.
1: Yeah, it seems to me it's result based. You come in there, you offer the solutions. I was hired on a number of years ago by a number of businesses to come in and look at their processes, what's working, what's not working. And it's interesting. I think every business owner should go out and get a business consultant, regardless of where you're at, whether you're uh, enterprise level or starting out, because it's that third party stepping in that are not part of your day to day that can see things that your yes, general, you know, CEO or controllers or officers just don't notice because they're so close to everything.
2: Yeah, that's, that's right. I just, I would just rephrase what you say a little bit. I would say they need to have a business consultant. They need to have a good business consultant. Oh, you know, somebody yes. who know what they are doing and what they are talking about. Uh, you don't want to be operating on your brain by somebody who's never cut a body before. That would not be a good thing.
1: Yeah. So agree. the advantage we
2: have is with all the team, we're about 25 people and every one of them have been Every one of them has been a CEO, so we know how hard it is. I have a very high level of empathy for any CEO or business mm. owners or entrepreneur, because I know how hard it is. And if you haven't done it, it's a bit like giving parenting advice when you never had kids, and it's <laughs> like, it doesn't—it just doesn't feel right.
1: Yeah, it's a good point you make because uh, there are a lot of business owners looking out there to get that coach or or yeah. consulted and they spend a huge amount of sums of money with no results at the back end. Right. And you really want to find someone that has results based behind their name that you could see, hey, they've gone out there and they've made it happen they have something yeah. to show for it. So there, but there is something to say for a good consultant that can come in and see the overview. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not that the CEO or the controllers don't care or don't. It's just that sometimes you're, you're so close to it, yeah. you can't yeah. see sometimes the whole big picture. So what are yeah. some of the fallacies that some of the traditional businesses have with operating in today's world as far as growing that they maybe need to revise a bit?
2: Well, I think, I think, I mean, and this whole idea behind my book was an observation. I've been on 23 boards. In fact, I'm joining my 24th board now. Um, and I believe that the challenge of growth is the most vexing challenge for entrepreneurs and CEOs and business leaders. It's really hard to know what to do on Monday morning at eight o'clock to start growing the business faster. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and, and I've been on all those boards and there was never a really good way to answer that question that I have found on those boards and, and working with CEOs and being a CEO myself yeah. and the traditional methods is like well you, they start with sales and it's like mm-hmm. well why are we not growing well because we're not generating enough sales and it's like well, why are you not generating enough sales well it's mm-hmm. because the sales team is not closing enough or why aren't they closing enough well it's because the marketing team is not producing the leads that they need and why isn't the marketing leads producing the leads? Well, it's because we don't have we don't have the exact product that we need. And why don't we have the exact product? And and there's this whole circular conversation that's happening at board meetings and, and executive you know retreats.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like, well, there's got to be a better way. You know, this just doesn't work for me. There's got to be a better way. So um, a few years ago, I had a I had a I made a discovery that profoundly changed the way I think about any business. Mm-hmm. And and that discovery was that. If you want to grow your business as fast as you can within your target market, you have to align your business with your target market. Mm-hmm. So the lack of growth, not realizing your growth potential is always due to a misalignment that exists somewhere between the company and its target market. Okay. And can the we, question go- is... Can yes, I go correct.
1: there? I'd like to stop because I recall hearing a sales rep a number of years ago, working for a business that had been at one point hugely successful and was dropping in sales. She'd been with them since day one, practically. Mm-hmm. And I said, "So why are sales dropping?" And she said, "Well, we just can't find clients. They're not. They're not. You know, they're not as viable, or they're not as interested in our product." So, in that case, would would you sit down with this company and say, "Okay, what's changed about your market?" Because maybe who you served 15 years ago. It's not the same people you should serve today yeah or so maybe their should, needs change
2: yeah so would, would we help them absolutely i think we would not the way we're asking very different questions it's not so much about who do you serve or has the market changed we always start with the pain and the claim mm. the pain that the customer has and the claim that the business makes for that customer have to be aligned if you have a headache and i show you a stomach ache pill my claim, which is which is to relieve stomach aches and your pain, which is your head. Another line you will never buy my peers. So we always start with the pain and claim alignment. That's one of the fourth fundamental alignments. And then, you know, if they don't understand, if they don't understand the claim, it's because the messaging is misaligned with the perception, their understanding of your claim and the way you describe it to me just doesn't align. Mm. So it's not, you know, as the market change. Yeah, of course, the market markets are very dynamic, which means the pain evolves and therefore you need to adapt your claim to the new pains that didn't exist before or that, diff, that are different, you know, than what they used to be. So there is always this notion of dynamic, but you still have to have a claim that's unique and defendable and provable and your customer has to have a pain and you only want to talk to the prospect who have that pain. You don't want to talk to my mother who would never buy your product anyway.
1: Yeah, good point. Good point. And I, I recall this particular business, the marketplace they were serving had broadened, meaning they were buying of uh, the same type of service, but a little bit more like other people in the industry were buying this and that and they were just right. serving one thing. So they're like, big, how do you? Right. Yeah. And maybe that's all you do. And you solve that one pain better than yeah. anyone else. And It's good, but you have to differentiate yourself to being better than everyone else so they don't think you're not a one-stop shop, but that's okay because you offer this one thing better than anyone else.
2: That's exactly right. Yes. You have a different claim.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So why did you write Align the Dots? What was your reasoning behind it? What were you thinking when you wrote your book?
2: Because I do want people to know there is a new way to think about growth. The traditional way of thinking about growth just doesn't work, at least in my opinion. And there is a whole new way to look at this problem, to approach that problem, which is based on those notions of four alignments, but also it's data-driven. We can measure those coefficients of alignment from zero to 100%. And by virtue of measuring, you start to really understand the insights of the misalignments. Why why are we truly misaligned? And then you can start to develop the growth playbook. So I wrote the book because I want people to know there is a new way to do it. I just gave a TED talk about three weeks ago. The the video hasn't been released yet uh, about that topic. Um, I really, I I decided to embark on this quest to educate people and open their eyes to a new way to think about the challenge of growth.
1: Mm. You know, it's interesting. When we first got started here, you were mentioning sitting in the board and hearing all the different layers of different departments, like why aren't the sales doing better? It's because the marketing's mm-hmm. off, or the, and then I've been in meetings as such myself, where it's kind of passing from one department to another. No, well, it's them. No, it's them. It's them. And when I immediately, when I even heard the name of your book, I thought, you know what? Everything's not disconnected. Often, I think businesses get so disjointed uh-huh. where they don't realize that the accounting team, the sales team, they all interrelate and they're That's all right. as they're all as important not one over another and it's not one person that fault or another person it's really just rethinking about as you said the problem and what are we here to solve as far as the pain point for our customers
2: Mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly right i mean think of those departments as as you know different organs in the body you need to have Mm -hmm. a heart you have a brain you need to have lungs they all have very specific functions, but they're all connected and all work together in harmony Mm -hmm. and and it's not you know one is more important than the other one. If you have a if you don't have a heart, you're dead. If you don't have a brain, you're dead. They're all important, but the question is you know why are they not aligned? Why don't they work? With, and which is really the fifth alignment, which is we call that the internal alignment. That is a critical, critical function to success. And if you don't have that, you're not going to be successful.
1: Mm. And what have you found working with so many businesses? Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of businesses that seem to be on different pages in different departments. And I think it's a problem as you continue to grow bigger and bigger and and get mm-hmm. to the point where you're enterprise level, and now it's kind of hard to communicate with all the different body parts of yeah. your business. Uh, how have you found a way, or when you worked with your, your, your um, businesses to find a way to interconnect and, and, and communicate better between all the yeah. different pieces?
2: It's a great question. I think there's only one way. Um, and, mm-hmm. and and those silos are getting even more difficult because then you add, you know, egos and politics <laughs> and you know and agendas mm-hmm. and 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 then you and then you end up with a mess that's suddenly not optimized. I think the way we do it at Blue is we say, look, let's just understand the market truth, mm-hmm. which is what do customers and prospects really think about us and about our products and about our pricing and about our competition.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's all agree that we're gonna seek that market truth that will be the truth behind which we have to rally once we understand the truth and you get that through interviews with customers and prospect which mm-hmm. is i always advise to be conducted by somebody else not by yes. the management team because you're not going to ask somebody well do you like my baby and do you think my baby is pretty it's like nobody's going to say no so we as Buddhas, we do a lot you know thousands of customer and prospect interview mm-hmm. very objectively with an interview guide and we extract the market truth We go back to the management team and we say, this is what we learn from your customers. Mm -hmm. And they're always shocked. I have never had a client. We've never had a client that said, oh, yeah, I knew exactly all that stuff. They're always like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they complain about this. Or I can't believe they bought for Mm -hmm. that reason. I would have never thought that that particular feature was so important to them. So once we show them the market truth, then we start to align every single department because that's the book by which we're going to align everything. Mm -hmm. And they don't argue with it because it came from the the market. I mean, it's the truth. And so suddenly they are less self-aware and they are less focused on themselves, on the department. They are starting to say, okay, what do I need to change to really embrace that market truth and sell more? And then they start to work together in a much more effective way because we have an axis of alignment and everybody understands that direction. And that's the way we solve it.
1: I love this, this process. It sounds like the best way to go about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember years ago working with a business and uh, I wasn't doing interviews of their clients, but a client came up to me and said, I'm really upset with this, this business because they keep charging me uh, right. an advanced fee before we get started with the business. And I, I know that the um, product was quite expensive, but they said, I'm not here to bankroll them. And I'm uh-huh. like, Whoa, that's that, and so that told me something. And I brought that right. back to the the owner, and she's like, "Well, you know, these these, how do you call it the um, uh, the materials we need to make these things for uh, them I, are are very expensive." And I said, "But you know, the customer doesn't care about that; right, they care right, about course. the end result. So when it's you your
2: problem, that the customers,
1: exactly. So we right. have to find a way to get the materials without." hitting the customer for because they feel you're just penalizing it was a new process where for all orders they were asking 50 down and you could not get your money for the 50 you put down if you right. change your mind later on and right. i was like and customers are like what a uh, hundred thousand dollars? i have to give you fifty thousand today i don't know right. so i right. mean maybe if you rolled it out in a different way but it was interesting to get that feedback from customers because mm-hmm. this is not about a blame game the you know the the accounting or the sales team or the the owner wants this or that it's about what makes the customer happy because at the end of the day that's what's going to keep your business going
2: yeah well one interesting thing christina is that you found out this thing this idea yeah the company wasn't really aware of it they may they may have been aware but they're like oh we're gonna brush this aside we don't really care and mm-hmm. you heard the market truth and you communicated that voice back to them and then they started to realize that this is a real problem indeed And that's the point I'm trying to make is that it's much better done by a third party company as long as they know what they're doing.
1: Exactly. Well, I would love for everyone to go get a copy of your book today because I know it can help many business owners uh, out there as well as find out more about uh, your company so they can actually, a Blue Dot partner, so they can actually get the help they need if they feel they need it. And you sound like the best people out there to give them the consulting they might need to see the full picture.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so nice. if they want to get a book, they can buy it on Amazon. Uh, it's called Aligning the Dots. Um, and it's obviously on Amazon. And if they want to connect with me, they can connect on LinkedIn at Philippe Buissou. Or they can just go to bluedotspartners.com with an S at the end of dots and the and another S at the end of partners. So bluedotspartners.com. And then there's a contact a way to contact us uh, from our website.
1: Awesome. Well, Dr. Bissiou, thank you so much. It's been fabulous connecting with you and meeting. I know you're going to enlighten our audience to think broader about how we can serve our customers in the best possible way and at the same time grow our businesses. So thank you so much for coming to stand. Yeah, Podcast. well,
2: thank you, Christina. I'm grateful for being on your show. really enjoyed it. And um, thank you so much again for inviting me.
1: You betcha.